0: Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode, Ramblin' Radio, episode number 97. We're talking about living a rich life. I made a poll on Instagram, and it sounds like this is a topic that you want to know more about how to live a rich life if you are not rich just yet. And here's the great part about living a rich life is it doesn't always require money, because everybody has a completely different definition of living a rich life and rich what does that even mean there's so many different things that uh, give us a rich life it's relationships it's finances it's the things that we own it's the hobbies it's the things that we do we have to define what what rich means to us and that's the very first step so i'm going to break it down a little bit into Kind of bite sized chunks here, but the very first step that we're gonna start with here is defining what a rich life means. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily mean money because we all have different interests. You could be obsessed with the camper van lifestyle. If you fulfill that for yourself, you might be living your best rich life. You could be obsessed with traveling, maybe going to the south of France, renting all these high-end supercars and getting to experience that for yourself. Maybe that is the end-all be-all. Obviously, that requires a little bit more money. Maybe you absolutely love Super high-end coffee, and I'm not a coffee connoisseur, so I apologize. But the way the the drip mechanism that you choose is super high-end, and the coffee bean that you uh, buy for yourself is super high-end, and and that's your thing that gets you up in the morning and and gets you going, makes you feel energetically incredible. Maybe it's designer clothes once in a while. All have different definitions and different things. That fill us up. And one of the things that I want to talk about, and this is step two, is being careful who we listen to. There's a lot of people online telling you how you should live your life to become successful. You've got real estate agents, you've got investors, you've got business owners in multiple different fields. You've got nine to fivers, you've got Airbnb, I guess that's part of the rental stuff. You've got so many different people with so many different experiences. And guess what? They all fucking work. They all work. There's no right way, wrong way to get to this end goal that we are trying to strive towards. And I'm just going to generalize and call it freedom. We're all looking for freedom. We're all looking to do the things that we want to do when we want to do them with the people that we want to do them with and not feel held back at all. Generally speaking, that's, that's freedom. And there's a million different ways to get there. Some people get up at 5. A.M. Or 4. A.M. Some people get up at 8. A.M. Both people make millions of dollars. So who do you listen to? You have to find the people. That are living the lifestyle, making the decisions while still having the end result. You can grind it out for 16 hours a day, kind of that hustle culture mentality, or start striving towards a four hour work day and eventually the famous four hour work week. And that works for a lot of people as well. Both people, let's just say both people make $10 million a year. One person's working 16 hours a day. One person is working four hours a day. Who do you want to listen to? I'm kind of phrasing that in a way where it's like, oh, you should listen to the four hour uh, a day kind of person. You have to find out what works for you. And I say that you have to be careful who you listen to on the internet, because even if all these people make a certain amount of money and living the lifestyle that you're living, they are making different decisions based on what they do. Because if we're not paying attention, it can actually get dangerous to the point and keep us away from obtaining the goals or the financial freedom that we are trying to obtain. For example, uh, we've got people that are that have 9 to 5s we've got people that have airbnb businesses we've got people that are just maybe day traders or just invest in some other way shape or form we've got people that are different business owners and not just business owners but people that are that have a business in a different different industry that have different wants and needs and that needs to make decisions based off of the industry and the type of business that they have there's so many different variables And so this is why we need to be careful with who we are listening to, because even though these people are telling you what works for them, it's for those very specific niches and fields. And so you got to make sure that the person is in alignment with what you are trying to do as well. And just to give you an example, you know, I started following these investment accounts. And uh, a lot of the information is really, really good. And that's why I followed them in the first place. But sometimes, especially as a business owner, it can get a little dangerous because their main message is save, 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 save your money, save your money, stop spending your money, etc. Well, as a business owner, what happens if you just save, 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 save? Well, you're not putting you're you're not letting these things blossom and grow that you're putting your money towards and they're going to end up shriveling up and dying. You got to spend money to make money. Same thing with investment. You're putting money into something and keeping it there and playing the long game and letting it um, increase over a long period of time. Well, as a business owner, we have to spend things, spend money on things that aren't even quite tangible, like a team, a team member, a VA, um, marketing, Google ads, all these different types of things we have to throw our money into. And we have to let go of this saving mentality because you have the saving mentality, your business isn't going to grow, you have to spend money to make money. So if you have this mentality of saving, 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 you're not going to allow your business to blossom. And maybe you're not able to invest your money into stocks just yet. Maybe you need that cash flow to throw into other things because at the end of the day, your business is gonna produce a a hell of a lot more revenue in a shorter period of time than these long-term investments. And I'm not saying these long-term investments are important, but if you're trying to give yourself financial freedom and you're trying to grow a business but then you're being told oh you know if you invest in these things um, you're going to be rich in 30 years well that's in 30 years you need to grow and make sure that this business that you've started is going to blossom and you need to put resources and your energy and your money into that thing because this is going to exponentially grow a lot faster than these other things as an example so imagine if you decided to take that money and throw it into an investment, and you and you needed to use that money to run Google ads to market your product, and now you can't market your product because you put that cash flow into an investment, now you're kind of shit out of luck. And I've I've actually I've actually experienced this for myself where I was starting to put too much money into um, investments into stocks, and I realized very quickly like whoa like I gotta I got to, I got to press pause on that and give myself as much cash flow as I can to start building more of a team and start putting more money into marketing dollars and things like that. So you got to be careful who you are listening to. That is number two. So number one, we need to define what a rich life is for us. What are the things that energetically fill us up so much that that makes us feel like a fucking boss? We need to understand what those things are. And number two, we need to pay attention who we are listening to and be careful with who we are listening to and following advice from. Number three is we needed to discover what is out there because living a rich life, especially when you're not rich yet takes effort because there's hacks. There's little things that maybe you didn't quite know or even realize about yourself, not even hacks, but just little things that you didn't realize would make you feel more elevated each and every single day. And I think the best way for you to learn what's out there is by starting become become friends with more elevated people. Get out of that old uh mindset that old group that maybe you are in right now and start venturing off into new higher elevated friendships and different types of friendships too. I me personally I have so many different types of groups and and friendships that I've made over the years of networking and shooting film and photo and all these different things where I've learned little things that I didn't know about little camera stuff, little lifestyle things, car stuff, you know, clothing stuff like, and I would steal from each group of friends and be like, wow, I love that. I'm going to incorporate that into my life. Wow. I love that. I'm going to incorporate that into, into my lifestyle. You need to discover what is actually out there. And if you don't know, and you're ignorant to these things, how can you incorporate it into your life? And for me, you know, growing up in the Midwest, I would just throw on clothes, nothing would match. And I didn't know that clothing could make me feel a certain way until I started trying out new clothes and experiencing different clothes and different ways of of fitting them and things like that. I'm not even close to having a, a good fit but I'm getting better. Okay. But my point is I didn't, I didn't know that, that, that could give me that type of feeling until I finally took the time to research and find certain clothes that make me feel that way. So it takes effort to live a rich life. And that's why so many people don't so many people dog it, not necessarily because of just money, but because They simply don't want to put in the effort because it requires effort. So that's number three, discovering what is out there. Number four is... We need present you investments and future you investments. And this episode is more so about the present you investments because so many people talk about the future you investments already, but the present you, they don't talk about it as much and they make you feel guilty about doing it. Really, it comes down to having that balance. Present you v- investments are, are investments that are gonna fill you up today. What's gonna make you feel really, really good energetically so that you can show up as your higher self? Because as a business owner, you are the asset. You are the most important thing in your business. When you start making more money, you start getting more clients more customers more responsibilities the stakes get higher and higher then you know you start building a team you start bringing people on everything falls back on you. And if you are not your energetic best, if you aren't showing up in your best self to lead, to communicate, pitch a client, to uh, sell a product, whatever it is, that's going to make you less money. See, everyone's focused on just tangible stuff. Oh, take 20% out and save 20%, do save 10%, um, spend 5%. You know, everyone's looking at the tangible, the strategy and stuff, but nobody's fucking talking about how you feel on a day-to-day basis, because If you show up, I mean, if I show up right now, like let's talk about living a rich life and, um, yeah. And, uh, let's just talk about it. And come up with some stuff. No, 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 no. You're not going to pay attention. You're not going to listen to it. I got to come at you with my best stuff because you're feeding off my energy right now as I'm talking. If you're watching this or even listening to this, nobody talks about that. Whether you want to believe it or not, it is more important than the tangible and the strategies and all that stuff. And so if you're not filling your cup up on a day-to-day basis, then you need to start Incorporating some p- more present you investments, and just to give you some examples of present you investments, it's eating out. This is on you. This is what fills you up. Maybe eating out doesn't do it do it for you, but maybe a massage will, maybe new clothes will, maybe working out in the morning, maybe getting a car. Everyone talks about oh, a car is such a liability. Oh, I fucking love my car so much i love it i'm obsessed with it It doesn't break the bank whatsoever is it a liability yes but it's an energetic asset and i love stepping into that vehicle um and that is that that has played a huge part in who i am from an identity level that today plays a huge role in how I show up on a daily basis. My office, how I've set up my office, plays a huge role in my identity and who I show up on a daily basis. It's allowed me to talk and speak in some really cool things because of the way I show up and feel. These are all present you investments. Future you investments is... Things that your future self is going to thank you for. And guess what? Equally as important. They're both important. You need both. Future you is an education. Some type of education, whether it's an online course, um, school, whatever it is. Uh, A gym membership. So working out is more of a present you investment because that's today. A gym membership, that's more long-term. That's a future you investment. Financial investment, stocks, real estate, things like that, that's long-term. Projects, your work. When you sit down on your computer and you're getting ready to do your shit or your business that is a future you investment. You are working for your future self. So if you are not working with that mindset and not committing to your work and the things that are producing your revenue, you are hurting your future self big time. And then another example would be building a team, hiring that first VA. And if you're like, stop talking about VA, Zach, stop talking about hiring, I I ain't got no money, then start collaborating with your friends. Start becoming resourceful. Start asking for help and seeing maybe you have a skill set that that person doesn't have that you can provide to them and they can provide you with something that they're really good at that you're not good at, like a a fucking cool animation. Maybe they don't have the filmmaking down. You got the filmmaking down. Maybe they got the After Effects down and you don't have the After Effects down. Collaborate, y'all. Collaborate. Stop trying to do this all by yourself. So present you, future you investments equally as important, but we're talking about kind of present you investments because you are the asset. Again, you have to take care of yourself. If you're dogging it day in and day out, doing the same shit over and over again and not allowing yourself to breathe and not allowing yourself to, to have a moment of grace and to applaud yourself and celebrate a small win or a big win, this isn't gonna be enjoyable for you. This It's going to end up hurting how you show up. It's gonna hurt your work in the long term. And you're going to end up resenting this whole process of being a creative business owner or whatever it is that you're doing in the first place. You're going to resent yourself. You're going to resent your clients and customers. You're going to resent all of it. You have to take care of you because you're the most important thing. That's number four. Number five is, and this is how we're going to start actually incorporating these things is we need to audit the things that we love versus the things that maybe aren't filling us up 100% of the time. And you can do this on your financial report when you are doing your own accounting. Maybe every month you do it. Maybe every week you do it every couple of weeks, however you like to do it, where you're looking at how much money you're spending in certain categories, start noticing where you're spending your money in an area where you're like, oh man, spent a little too much there, right? Versus the areas where you really love to spend your money. And maybe you don't feel like you can spend your money in those areas as much as you want. What I'm going to tell you is take the money that the end of the month or whatever, and you're looking at your your accounting and you're saying to yourself, oh man, I spent a little too much money dining out. That wasn't, yeah, that wasn't so smart. And you kind of have those like regrets, maybe dining out in that fashion, doesn't really fill you up in those areas and if you're having that reaction most of the time it's probably because that is an area that doesn't really energetically fill you up so we need to find the areas that do fill you up energetically and instead of just saving and saving and cutting back and cutting back you take the money that you overspent in that category and you put it into the thing that actually energetically you the fuck up that's how you got to do it and maybe maybe you do have to cut back I don't know maybe you need to cut back a little bit but you can still take the money in different categories that aren't really filling you up and put it into the areas that really really do so to give you an example for me I love to eat out and even more I love to pay for people. So when we go out to dinner, I'm the first one that's grabbing my credit card and throwing it down towards the bill. I love taking care of people when we go out to dinner. It's something that just fills me up. I feel like a boss. I feel good. I love giving to people. When COVID hit, Wix and I, spent zero money because we literally couldn't do anything. Couldn't eat out, couldn't get takeout, you know, everything was shut down. That was that first 2-week window. As soon as COVID was starting to get a little bit better where restaurants finally started to open up, we were starting to get more information of what this thing is. We started to order out and get takeout, and then we got takeout more and more and more and more. And at one point, we were t- we were getting takeout at least like four times a week minimum and in the beginning it was like that fun thing cuz we still couldn't really do anything and so this the, we we did DoorDash and DoorDash it gave us this little moment of excitement we're like wow this feels so great we don't have to cook tonight it's a fun little date you know we made it something really special and energetically it was fucking awesome then it took a turn and got to a point where we were doing it purely out of laziness. And so we had to take an audit of this and realize, okay, we're just doing this on autopilot. And so we needed to, needed to take a step back and take an audit and start cutting back and, and create some boundaries for ourselves. And the boundary or the rule that we created was we can't order out DoorDash takeout unless it's one to two times a week. And that was like the one to two times a week. Was still in that energetic, like, excitement, like, fills us up, like, feels really good. Anything over that, it starts to be like, okay, yeah, whatever. DoorDash, great, thanks. So, our rule is it can be one to two times a week, or it can be when we don't have the time to cook because we're working on things that are producing us money. So, during a creator's blueprint launch, I ordered out every single day on DoorDash because It was saving me money, even though I was spending that money, I was doing a massive revenue generating activity that was way more important than taking the time to cook. I needed all of my energy and focus on that so I could take the time to talk to you to sell more, to do the things that I needed to do to have the the biggest impact in that week's worth of time. So that's our rule. If we need the time to do something that's going to produce, produce us revenue, you got the green light, or we keep it to one to two times uh, a week to get that ener- energetic, fill in our cup up. I hope that makes some sense because by cutting back, now i get to when we go out to dinner and do date nights with friends and things like that now guilt-free i can pay for the bill if i want to pay pay for that bill and on an energetic scale that is way higher for me and feeling like a motherfucking boss than it is to just get DoorDash an extra night or two so that's what i'm talking about that's where you need to cut back and put more of that money into the areas that fill you up. So eating out is another example. Another thing that I recently discovered is this is going to sound so stupid, but Aquapana, this was a recent discovery from my, my friend Brennan, where I knew what Aquapana was. And I knew you order, you could order it at restaurants and stuff that we do. And it feels so good. Like, yeah, sometimes we don't get tap water. Sometimes we want to feel fancy and get Aquapana and get, and get a bottle of still. But he went on Amazon and bought a case of, of Aquapana for when we got together in Scottsdale uh, a couple weeks back and I'm like where did you get these It's like oh I got it on Amazon now this is $2.50 a bottle so does getting aquapana and replacing your tap water with aquapana make sense for some people for sure but I absolutely love the the feeling and again this might sound so stupid to you but for me it's important I love the feeling this this gives me when I drink it and so I'm not going to spend you know hundreds of dollars on water but I will buy a case a month. You know, it's $2.50 a bottle. You know, you buy six bottles. I'll buy a case a month and keep it in the fridge for when I want it. Or this isn't even Aquapana. This is tap water from our refrigerator that I refilled. So I'm still able to experience that feeling of drinking water from a glass. And ex- I get to experience that on a day to day basis. So this is where you can start kind of hacking things and start incorporating things that make you feel good without breaking the bank spend a 5 bucks a month get a couple of bottles fill it up in in your refrigerator and drink out of a glass bottle these little things add a little something to your day and it might feel so small but it makes the biggest impact promise you. If it doesn't for you, that's okay, but maybe there's something else. Another example of being able to live rich without being rich yet is flying private. Most people think that you have to be a multi-multi-millionaire to do all these different things. We don't realize that we can start doing them now. And the, What sparked this, I, this idea and this whole idea of this entire podcast was listening to a YouTube video on how to... Uh, fly privately on the cheap and what they were talking about was a lot of these private jets the new ones are many 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 millions to, to buy it. anywhere from like 30 to like 90 even probably to over a hundred million dollars you can probably buy a jet for over a hundred million and it, it costs even more to maintain this thing year after year after year but what the the host of the, sh- of the video said was if you were to rent an older jet from the 80s which is like a 30 year old jet yes it's 30 years old over 30 years old but it's still brand new it's still working in brand new condition because of how many regulations these planes have to go through in order to even get off the tarmac it's practically brand new so instead of getting like a 2021 jet you get a cool 1983 jet that you rent and you can fly that to vegas And you fly that to Vegas. He said one flight for an hour is like $2,500 or something along those lines. And it seats up to six to eight people. So if you bring eight friends, you know, you do the math, it ends up being like $550 per seat, $550 per seat to fly private for an hour. Now, are you gonna do that every single time? No, but think of how much of a baller, fun trip to Vegas that would be with a bunch of friends that you maybe save a little bit of money in different areas that don't fill you up to put into this to have an experience of a lifetime and have an incredible trip that you'll remember forever. These are the things that I'm talking about. And they're out there for you to access right now. And if you were to just take the money that you're spending in different areas that aren't really filling you up that much and just put them into these really cool experiences or the things that really do fill you up, you're going to start noticing a fun, happier, more exciting lifestyle while still accomplishing your fucking goals. You can do both. You can have that balance. So number five, audit the things that you absolutely love and start putting more money into those things and less money into the things that are just like, yeah, kind of like my dining out uh, example. And finally, just a last little tidbit, Little tips to know if you're spending the money the way you should. Number one, just a filtering system that I like to use is, does it make me feel alive? Do I feel high vibe? Does it allow me to step into my higher identity? And number two, and most importantly, would you enjoy this thing just as much if nobody else knew about it? Would you want this thing just as badly if not even your best friend knew that you owned this thing? That's important. Because that's going to make sure that you're not spending things to impress people. You're not spending things for others. You're spending it to fulfill your own wants and needs. You know, just to give you another example, I bought this St. Laurent wallet. You know, things I, first of all, I love, I love designer clothes. I don't have a ton of designer clothes, but I do spend on designer clothes. And I get things when a piece is timeless, when I know I'll have it for a long period of time, when I want to celebrate a win an accomplishment I bought this after my careers blueprint launch um, I bought a pair of uh, St. Laurent sunglasses and, and this wallet for for that launch and also for my birthday to celebrate what I have accomplished thus far. And let me tell you, I, I honestly, I should have bought this years ago, but I didn't because I kept moving the goalpost further and further away. We don't celebrate our wins. We accomplish something and then it just, we kind of sweep it under the rug. It feels good for five seconds and then we're on to the next thing. And we tell ourselves, oh, I'll, I'll get that when." I reach the next goal and we constantly move the goalpost further and further and further. Sometimes you got to say, fuck that goalpost. It's right here. And I'm going to get this thing right now because I want it. I've been wanting it for a while. I can afford it. I deserve it. I'm worthy of it. And it's going to allow me to step into that identity that I need to step into to continue to accomplish my goals and have fun while doing it. So I hope this helped. I hope you got a lot from it. If, it, if you did, take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram. Uh, I love seeing them and I will catch you in the next one. Peace.